And we are back with another episode of Wrestling with Romance. I'm your co-host, Life of Dean. In today's episode, we have a really fun episode for you guys. Uh, today, we start off with Jack telling a rather cool, sweet story, you know, of a young college student in New York. We get into some things on our heart in regards to some wrestling fans who need to actually go outside and frolic and frolic, touch, caress some grass and just get away from the internet. We talk a little bit about the NWA situation with their CW deal and uh, we finish it off with some fun. We actually have spoke about this a few episodes ago in regards to a World Cup. Now, AW did announce their draft, their tournament. But we decided to have some fun. Uh, this one had no barriers. It was wrestlers from whatever country you could think of, whatever, com- whatever company, having just one big World Cup uh, clash. Jack booked his, I booked mine's. And if you would like to give us your opinion and you want to get involved, tell us. You can follow us on Instagram at Wrestling with Romance. Check us out on Spotify. And go to YouTube to see the visuals. But enough business. Let's get into the episode. So I was a, a wee lad trying to make his way in the world, in uh, even weirder than I am now. Uh, I was 19. I was in New York. Um, I actually had a flip phone for most of my life. Um, I got it, I think, when I was a senior in high school or freshman in college. I had an iPhone at first. Um, mm. And then I must have been a freshman in college. And then I had gotten a new one because the last one had broken. The new one just like shut off one day. And right. I went to the Apple store to that fucking Stanley Kubrick, like dystopian, overly lit. <laughs> Evil Empire <laughs> store, and it does give you Death Star vibes, right? Like it when makes you walk me really there. uncomfortable. <laughs> I like I really don't <laughs> like it. Something about it is just so like post-apocalyptic cyberpunk. Yes. It it gives me like even as somebody with an iPhone, it gives me I am in a cult type yes. of vibes. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah. And I went to the store. Uh, I said, this has broken. They like ran a bunch of tests on it. It took like an hour. And they're like, well, we think it's water damage. I said, I've never spilled water on this. And they said, okay, well, the warranty doesn't cover water damage. Uh, it's going to be $500 for a new one. Would you like to buy it now? Like I had no choice to buy back into this fucking cult. And I got annoyed and I said, no. And she said, you're going to have to buy it eventually. And I said, no. (laughs) And then I went phoneless for like a few months. And I would like call my dad from house phones I was at. Right. Jesus, that is fucking nuts. I would leave like a voicemail. And like my dad would call back. And they would be like, oh, sorry. Like Jack's not here. Like he's moved on. And... Eventually, I called him from like a, a payphone at a train station. Jack, what year like, is this? Wait, 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 wait! Because you talk, you said iPhone, and then you just said I'm calling from a payphone. Train station. Still tra- have payphones. I know, but it's just like I, 
I haven't physically seen one in such a long you gotta time. You got to be looking for it. Sin- it's like it's like the entrance to Narnia. You got to believe it's there. <laughs> wow! In front of you, Jesus um, Christ! Using a payphone in a train station is that's 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 dangerous. Yeah, you never know what germs is on the other side of that <laughs> fucking. Um, and he's like, "This is ridiculous. You have to get a phone. Like, yeah. I can't do this. Like, I just need to be able to check in with you." We're living in modern times. We have modern expectations. It's crazy when it's your father telling you. (laughs) (laughs) So I went and uh, like right across the street was an AT&T store and Mm -hmm. I bought a flip phone for 50 bucks. Okay. And I had that for years um, until I choked my way up the corporate ski ladder and I had to be able to answer emails like from the chairlift, which a little piece of me died. um, when I answered an email skiing but and then I got a smartphone which I have now but I have a flip phone I'm 19 years old Um, I'm on the subway looking at something um, and I look up and there's this very cute older looking woman smiling at me Um, so I said hey she said, hey, she said, I love your phone. And I said, yeah, you know, we started talking as one does. Uh, we transfer at the same station. Um, we get off at the same station. Sometimes about working with you. Right. Because I'm already like, whoa, this is a doozy. Got off at the same station and transfer at the same station. I'm like, yeah. and you guys have never crossed paths before. Never. Um, we're still chatting about this, that, and the other thing. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, <coughs> at 19, I was, I was a baby face. Like, there was no mustache, no beard. It was just a doe-eyed, blue-eyed boy. Right. It was, it was obvious. She seems to be unbothered, but it hasn't all come out so far. Hasn't right. come up, I should say. And we get off, and we're talking about how, like, we're both a little lost. And she's like, you know, the best thing now is one of us had a smartphone. Her phone had, like, run out of battery. If one right. of us had a smartphone, and, like, we could use GPS. And I was like, oh, yeah, but I have the second best thing. And I pulled out a joint. So, <laughs> this joint was meant for... uh I was going to see a movie. I was going to see American Honey with two NYU friends. It's like one of those movies that like you only watch if you're two, three NYU students with nothing better to do on a Thursday night. And like okay. you only say you like it if you're trying to prove that you're an artist. And I was supposed to smoke the joint with them. Um, but I threw all that away. <laughs> I'm about to say, for yeah. some old woman. <laughs> well, that's where we get at. She was smoking the joint, and she finally goes like, so how old are you? I'm like, I'm 19. And she goes, how old do you think I am? I looked her up and down, and I go, 24. She goes, older. I go, 26. <laughs> older. I go, 27. And she goes, 30. And I go, huh? 
It doesn't bother me as long as it doesn't bother you. I I have always skewed older, and I have skewed mm-hmm. taller. Um, and I have skewed doesn't have time for me. Those That's my unholy <laughs> trinity of attraction. <laughs> that is a hell of a fucking three-headed monster combination <laughs> to look for. Um, man said, older, taller, it has zero time for me. That's right. It doesn't want to make time. <laughs> that is toxic as hell, Jack. <laughs> well, it's always like the, I always think of like a girl's like, you know, I'm just not emotionally available right now. And in my head, I do the holes line of like, I can fix that. Like, you just weren't emotionally available because you hadn't met me yet. I got this. She uh, continue, please. Yeah, I'm in I say like oh I'm going to NYU um, mm-hmm. film student. She says uh I'm a bartender and I'm a singer. And sounds like 30 years old living in New York. Yeah. Uh, I was like can you sing me a little something, convince her to do so. She starts to sing. At the end, I say, uh, you know, all, you know, when you sing, all I want to do is kiss you. And so then we start making out on the streets of New York. Curry from three. Curry from three. 30 feet. Bang. (laughs) That's a hell of a shot there, friend. That's a hell of a shot there, friend. Uh, What's, yeah, I'm... Yeah, you know, there's nothing better than making out. It's the, like, first kisses. Like, that's the good shit. Like, if I could, I would, like, crush that up on the butt of a Bowie knife and snort it off of the tip. (laughs) That's the best drug ever taken by anybody. We're, um, now we're making out on the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're finally able to, like, we exchange numbers, um, and she puts her name in my phone, and it says Sabrina. Right. My mother's name is Sabrina. <laughs> Wait, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is not going where I think it's going to go. Oh, no. no. What? It's not my mother. Ew. No, not that. I was like, you didn't send risky texts accidentally to your mother, did you? No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, sweet baby Jesus. This is about to be oh. a, a Dr. Phil session. <laughs> this is about to be a Dr. Phil session. I immediately um, change her name to Brie. I'm like, I'm calling you Brie. Your name in my phone is Brie. That's yeah. how we're running this. Um, exactly. Her name stayed in my phone. To the point where one day I got a girlfriend named Brie, um, who I actually put into my phone as Young Brie, because to differentiate the two. (laughs) And years later, as Brie and I are finally in a sturdy, steady relationship, she asked, why am I in your phone as Young Brie? That's a whole different story. Uh, Check back for a later episode, folks, yeah. when he does tell that. <laughs> Me and old Bree separate. Mm-hmm. I go and um, 
hang out with my friends. I explain why I'm late. I explain why I do not have the joint I brought. Or the joint that I promised. They, they understand. And then Bree and I have a lovely fall together. Uh, I would go over to her place in the morning and she would make me pumpkin pancakes. It would taste like autumn. She Ooh. would take shots of Kraken tequila. Um, of what? Kraken tequila. Oh, I thought you said crack and tequila. No. And I was just like, oh, excuse me? What are we making like a hard left like? turn. <laughs> That's why I was just like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Slow down in reverse, buddy. Bring that back. <laughs> no, and then okay. I would go to class in the afternoon. At 19 in New York, that is a um, that's a hell of a lifetime to be having as your fall semester. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. I'll go to class in the afternoon, a little buzzed. And then uh, she turned 31 and I was out. No. <laughs> it was... I went away for winter break and I could didn't have like... I couldn't bring myself to say like, hey, I have winter break. I'm not going to be right. around for a little bit. Like something about that was so juvenile that I couldn't say that. So we just sort of drifted apart from each other. Got you, got she's you. doing well now. She <laughs> would be... Fuck, she would be 37. Damn, she's older than me. Yeah, I mean, you said... <laughs> actually makes sense. Like, you said, in regards to, like, age and everything, you were 19, she was 30. So, yeah, that, that actually works out. Yeah. Yeah. Which means she's actually not that much older than me, like, actually. Just a like, twinge. A tinge. Yeah, like three, four years. Yeah. Well, and ladies and gentlemen, we welcome you to the fourth episode of Wrestling With Romance. My name is Life of Deem, or you could just call me Deem. I'm one of your co-hosts, and I'm joined here by... Jack Simon, uh, the co-host and the today's romantic storyteller. I would tell you, honestly, that is like one of the more nicer kind of like romantic stories we've shared here. Uh, it actually has a, a very subtle ending, something very calm. Not anything of just like, why did I get ghosted? Or where did this woman show up with a boyfriend magically? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Or why was I possibly alcohol poisoned just to keep me in one steady place? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm sore shit from boxing. Uh, ski season is kicking off, and it's about to get real busy. But thriving overall, feeling good, feeling strong, feeling happy. How's you? Nice. I am hustling. I call it that way. I am trying to get, get a dollar. Ooze. <laughs> I am trying to get a dollar every way I can. Uh, for the people who are listening, I am a freelance artist, full-time artist. Um, fall season's always hard because there's no murals to get done like that because it's fucking cold. So since it's fucking cold, you know, I'm picking up things wherever I can. So right now I'm helping a friend paint and do a whole designing of their business, doing some merchandise for them. Trying to figure out stuff. I'm doing stuff all the way to like research groups or like focus groups. I'm doing everything I can to get a dollar. So, you know, commissions, 
probably open up commissions later today on my face on my instagram and everything social media but i'm i'm grinding doing the best thing i can you know that's all any of us can do yeah now what's well, on beyond who man it's on your wrestling heart <coughs> excuse me on my wrestling heart today let me tell you i so I've been a fan, and I'll tell you this, as a wrestling fan, I got into, like, let's be honest, we're all a part of the internet wrestling community. Even this, this is through the internet. The sure. internet dies out today. Me and you are not having a conversation. Actually, we wouldn't have even met if it wasn't for the internet, technically. So, oh. you know. But there are some people who are just too invested Oh shit on this internet, like this internet wrestling community. There's things that are just you take it too much to heart. You're just doing too much. And I see things sometimes where I'm just like, it's never that serious. No. You know what I mean? It's just not that serious. <laughs> it's it's well, I, I think in any fandom, uh you have bad fans, of course. Mm-hmm. You got the um you got the toxic fans. You have the overly invested fans. And, like, I understand being a fanatic. But yes. I think there's a difference between a fanatic and um, overly invested. Like, I got a, a family member who's, like, a Laker fan. And, like, Ooh. you can't watch the Lakers with him because he, like, screams at the TV really aggressively. He won't miss any minute of any game. Like, if he goes over to somebody's house, he has to watch it. Yeah. Um. Like, that doesn't seem fun. Like, I think there's the line. Like, at a certain point, it doesn't seem fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for wrestling fans, it's a smaller... It's more of a niche product, a niche group. It's smaller, mm-hmm. the fan base. So the bad fans, the overly invested fans, the aggravating fans are going to be more prominent. Um, yeah. And doubly unfortunately, exponentially unfortunately, they're always online. The worst yes. wrestling fans are always, always online. Also, from Twitter, X, whatever the fuck we're calling it now, you being kind of like rewarded for sometimes your takes getting so much traction or whatever, you know, whatever you post out there getting so much <clears throat> Like, it gets seen so much more now. Because, like, say you have a blue check or something, or you get paid for, you pay for a verified account, and you can make something bad, and the amount of people that interacts with it can benefit you. I feel like now we're seeing that kind of like all time worse. Yeah. You know, and it's just dudes like content farming for wrestling because they know, like, yeah. the same, you know, the same. Accounts are always going to acknowledge them, mm-hmm. and that's going to be enough to get into the feed of everybody else. Yeah, um, and that's how it really starts to gain traction. And it's kind of just disgusting because it's just like <clears throat> my thing with wrestling is I understand it's a niche, right? Like, perfect example I had a friend yesterday, they asked me if I wanted to go to J. Cole's festival. Um, Dreamville festival. No. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I'm for it because I've never seen J. Cole perform live in general. 
So I was like, ooh, that wouldn't be bad. I looked it up. I had another friend ask me if I wanted to go to WrestleMania. It's the same fucking weekend. Like, if I wanted to go to WrestleMania, if I wanted to go to Philly for that whole weekend to see, like, ROH, GCW, all that for the whole weekend. And I'm like, I, like these things are so niche where it's just like, oh, yeah, other big things happen around it. And when I tell people, they're like, oh, yeah, I forget. That's who you are. You are a wrestling fan. But it's like, also, they just look at it like, oh, yeah, all of you guys like wrestling. I'm like, no, it's not that way. Some wrestling fans <laughs> actually absolutely fucking hate it. But they act like they love it, or they pers- or they masquerade as like, "Oh, I just love when things were a certain way." And it's like, no, 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 you hate a lot of shit, and you just don't know how to like rectify it in your head. That is a fascinating kind of way to look at it. <clears throat> this dichotomy of like, do you even like this anymore, <clears throat> or do you just feed off of the? reaction you get on the internet from watching this and having bad faith takes oh man i really think there is a because the way like uh, my therapist used to say is hate is just love that we just don't know how to pretty much quantify or, or explain it's just another form of love just on a very very hyper like strong drive like version of it but it's just like it brings out a different feel. And it's like I feel like some wrestling fans love it to the point they've kind of despise it. It's kind of weird. Cause here's my thing. If you don't like something, why the fuck do you watch it? I mean, to still watch watching. it. There's hate watching, but some people like it's like, do you really hate it or is it like has your love just kind of like Turned into tar, like you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, and you're stuck in the quicksand. Yeah, and it's like, I feel like some people like they still have so many memories connected to wrestling, or it's like you have so many things and moments and time that's connected to wrestling, and you don't kind of want to let it go, but you also might not want to admit that you're it's past you. Like it's something that's past that love affair or that you know that feeling. Because there's been moments where I could say, like, I just stepped away because it just wasn't for me. But I wonder for those people who haven't stepped away who just now just hate everything or just hate watch. So I don't believe – I'm a person who doesn't believe in, like, guilty pleasures. Like, I think if you derive pleasure from anything, you should enjoy it, like, wholeheartedly. (laughs) Sounds irony. Like, I don't think you should feel guilty to, to like love some. I don't think you should feel guilty singing along to Mariah Carey or enjoying a Limp Biscuit album or whatever it may be. And, uh, you know, laughing at a Tim Curry Christmas movie. I don't know why two out of the three are like Christmas themed, but fuck it, whatever. I mean, we're in the holiday season. Yeah. Um, it's on my mind. Um, I'm and- not going to lie to you, though. Cheesecake. <laughs> as much as I love cheesecake. I shouldn't be having dairy like that. That's why it's a guilty pleasure, because it will fuck me up the next day. So I will enjoy it in this moment. But that's not a guilty pleasure. That's a... uh, (laughs) uh, That's a reckless pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. That's that's instant gratification. Much different thing. Uh, Yeah, that sounds like me. That sounds like my life. Yeah, instant gratification is what I go for. (laughs) Um. 
And but like these people who are content farming aren't like it's not even a guilty pleasure. It's it's I think it's just very insecure people who don't know mm-hmm. how to fill that void. Yeah. They fill it with the hatred of others. Uh, they, they, but doesn't that sound miserable? Like, that sounds like a course. miserable life. Of course it is. And especially for something as silly as professional wrestling. And, like, even as silly as basketball or football or uh, yeah. the movies. For the most part, um, like yeah. there's very few things that you should really be that uh, fired up by, you know, family, yeah. your closest friends. Um, do I have light? Can I eat? Um, outside of that, I don't think you should, unless you work in that industry, because and then it goes back to like, this is my vocation, this is my passion, this is my job. Yeah. Um, you shouldn't be living and dying by what the booking was this week. Yeah. What has Wardlow paid off? Um, yeah. Is 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 the bloodline storyline overbaked? Yeah. Like at a certain <clears throat> point, you gotta go touch grass, dude. There's a whole life. <laughs> You know, it's funny, right? Like, even as you said, people who um, do this for a living, like, I like, like, personally, I follow, you know, I follow some people online that have, like, you know, that have names like Sean Ross Sapp, Denise Salcedo. I follow certain people, Righteous Reg from Grab City, Feelings. But my thing is, I noticed something. Like, they don't just spend all day online. Do they, they, they put out something or they'll, you know, live tweet about a show. But they have a whole life outside of the internet. You know what I mean? And I notice the people who just talk about everything. Like, you don't see a break in their timeline. Like, you, if you go on these timelines, it's just, like, every hour. And it's like, brother, let it go. Step away from the phone. Step away from the laptop. Step away from whatever it is that you're using. Go outside. Go do something. Make out. (laughs) Go skiing. Read a book. Go skip it through a fucking valley of lilies. I I like a (laughs) damn bunch of sunflowers. I don't care, but it's like there is some things where it's just like we don't need to analyze certain stuff. Like certain stuff are not that deep. Like certain stuff, we don't need dissertations. We don't need like long drawn out things. Like, don't get me wrong, like I like to write video essays because it's just my perspective, but a lot of the perspectives I'm putting out is just like, it's not something where I'm like bashing something. I'm not bashing no company. It's just like giving a perspective, but I'm not going to sit here all day. Like I don't check Twitter that often. Me and you had this conversation. I've had to take Twitter off my phone because when I'm there, especially for the for you thing, like the for you thing just brings me people I've never ever followed and sometimes i'm just like this is too much this is overstimulating as fuck there's too many words of people who i don't care about (laughs) i I just need to go (laughs) but it's just like i can't be that invested in that hung up on things to the point where it's like it makes me despise the thing 
I enjoy. And you also do these essays to like further your enjoyment. Yeah, that's another thing. Like these essays are for me for fun, for what I think would be cool to see. But it's also like it's for fun. Like it's fantasy booking. Like who doesn't like some fantasy booking? But also, guess what? I'm not that hung up on it. I'm not like, oh my ideas is better than the people who run these. I'm not them. Like also, some takes are just like, all right, we're doing too much. We're doing too much. We're ignoring history. We're we're just being hyperbole to be hyperbole. <laughs> it's like yeah. we're just being ridiculous. Like talking shit just to talk shit. Like the most popular one has been um WWE where they did more with ROH than AEW and Tony Khan has had. And I'd say to that, tell me where the fuck evolve is. Then say that statement again and tell me again where the fuck is evolve. And tell me that you're not serious. <laughs> tell me that you're not serious. Like, Evolve just got picked clean bones for the talent. There hasn't been an Evolve show in God knows how long. I think it's dead, isn't it? They bought Evolve to be a... I, yeah. To be a developmental for their developmental. Well, I, but, NXT was supposed to be a third brand. Right. And then they lost... And, like, this is where, like, you start getting bad faith takes. Because, like, objectively, like, they did lose. Like, and that's okay. Like, it, uh, they are no longer on Wednesday night. They got beat in the ratings every week. Um, like, and it's not even a comparison of if NXT versus AEW, which one mm-hmm. do you like better? Which one do you think? is objectively better right now. It's just that they did lose. Um, and I'm emphasizing that because like that is something that people would take and run with it and like start bringing up crazy stats and facts to like prove wrong. And and it's so like don't let your eyes deceive you. Like this exactly <laughs> like that's okay. Like, you don't need to defend the thing that doesn't care about you. Like, WWE doesn't care about you. You don't need to defend it. Sorry. You don't need to defend these motherfuckers. Like, like, I'm not dying on the hill to defend nobody. Nobody. I don't know these wrestlers. I don't know these organization owners. I don't know nobody. I don't know these niggas. I'm not trying (laughs) to defend them. But my thing is, like, so... We're going to ignore, first of all, Evolve got picked clean. Bones, whatever. WCW was supposed to be their own show. Never yeah. happened. ECW was supposed to... The ECW got picked clean for their history library and got turned into God knows what fucking Frankenstein creature that was when it was WWE ECW. So... Just to finish of like everything I was gonna yeah. say there is Sorry. NXT was supposed to be the third brand and then Evolve mm-hmm. was gonna become their developmental, I think was the original plan. But they never did and once Evolve got bought, they never did a show with Evolve. Yeah, well I don't think because they, they relegated uh NXT back to development developmental status, which is why you see right. Del Sol and uh King on there. Like that. But then much Sorry, not to cut you off. No, no, I'm I'm cool. Go ahead. No, but then the thing is, like, let's not lie and say when 
ROH's butt, Vince was in charge, not Triple H. Yeah. You think Vince gave a fuck about ROH? No. Wait, are you, you mean to say ROH? ROH. Okay. Wait, Ring of Honor. Honor. You Because people were saying that if Ring of Honor was bought by WWE, it'd be better off than if it was uh, bought by Tony Khan. Not and I was saying... Like, that's just Exactly. Not, like, they would... That's that's so... Bad faith. Devoid of fact. Of <laughs> anything that WWE has ever done with these sort of companies... And again, it's not even as like it's not a fuck WWE thing. It's no. a, the all the reports were, and when the dirt sheets align, usually it turns out to be fact. If one of them says something, like I would say, Sean Ross, Sap, and Dave mm-hmm. Meltzer are the best ones. They're right three quarters of the time. Let's say, um, yeah. That, when they align, it usually means one thing. Um, and everybody was saying that WWE is trying to buy ROH for the library to put yeah. on the network and on Peacock. And of so ROH would have been just that. They would, would be in a library for people to get into and to watch. Exactly. Cool. We would never like if have you, got... Um, if you, but if you want to say like ROH as a company, as a wrestling company, as a modern-day present active wrestling company, it would have died if it had gone to WWE. All likelihood. It exists now. It's aggravating as shit. Like, I think it's being used poorly. Well, it, Listen, it would have ceased to exist in other hands. I think one is objective. Like, us talking about how we feel it's being used, that can be an objective argument. Yeah. Us saying that WWE would have used it better is completely a bad face. <laughs> it's completely, it's just like, we're just ignoring the history of Vince McMahon. To believe he gave a fuck enough. Do we forget that that was when the 2.0 heavy era of NXT was happening? Where all of us did not care for NXT? Like, I get it. We're in a good mode right now. With a lot of things. During that time, we're not getting any Briscoe's FTR matches. We're not getting any of those matches. That's a great point. You're not getting a Cena title run. You're not getting a good amount of things you get here. That ladder match they had in March, uh, I want to say Supercard of Honor, that tag team ladder match, you're not getting any of that. All of that shit is out the window. Yes, can you be upset about certain things? Absolutely. Not saying people can't. But can we also be honest? And can we also not be in this weird bad face fucking thing? I think there's a lot too many fans who are in this online, into too much wrestling discourse, bad faith shit. And I think people need to do a better way of catching some type of balance as fans of being involved in wrestling shit and having a real life. And it's it's that objective, subjective thing that gets so lost on the internet of what you're saying is subjective. You yeah. are not a reporter. You're just saying your opinion. Um, exactly. And people either attack like that tweeter poster is saying a fact um and or the poster pretends what they are saying is a fact and defends it venomously when somebody disagrees with them mm-hmm. um and and defends it as it is fact and you disagreeing with them as you denying these facts yeah 
And it's it's crazy. I think, and also, it's, it's just, also, when I look at some things people like to revisit sometimes, like, I'm like, okay, we're in a weird discourse now when we start to revisit old things and be like, you know what, this is actually not that bad. If I see another Jinder Mahal wasn't actually that bad of a champion thing, I'm going to fucking throw my phone like a Frisbee outside of the goddamn window. Like, and listen, I, I will always say, like, I love The Miz's Intercontinental title reign. Um, I don't think it's as good as Gunther's, um, but I think, like, in my opinion, it, besides Gunther, the best one I can remember in, like, since I started watch, watching wrestling again, so, like, probably in the past 10 years, mm-hmm. um, helped bring me into back into wrestling. Um, I think right. it, it was like the perfect time, too, where Brock Lesnar was doing, like, was was def- hoarding his championship away like a dragon protecting gold in a castle. <laughs> it was what you tuned in for. Some people yeah. hate this and they just didn't tune in, or they tuned in and were really upset to see it. But like again, that is a subjective thing, right? Objectively, exactly. Um, he held it for a really long time, and main evented a bunch of well-received pay-per-views. Yeah, and he had some good matches. He had that four-way where it was him, Cesaro, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. I want to say is in that same title reign. Um. He had the match, the Miz. I mean, the Dolph Ziggler match. I don't really think we need to get into that. But these are things where it's like, okay, you could be subject, you could be like objective, like I really find this really great, or you could say like, oh no, like if you look at it in that time, it was one of the only mid titles that really, one of the only few titles that had interest like that. Yeah, and there's one, there's one, <laughs> there's one account I follow, uh, and I'm not going to say the name. But (laughs) I used to to work with this dude, um, and we would just sit there and argue about wrestling. Like, no, is this the one that you put in the chat sometimes? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. Um, He is a really good example of the uh, poster we're talking about. I'm so glad, and like, I I hate follow him Um, because I I find this level of disassociation. So mm-hmm. fucking funny, and I find this level of um, detachment from reality, mm-hmm. and it's not his takes. <laughs> He'll go on and like, okay, the devil thing. Like uh, mm-hmm. AW tweets out, "Who do you think is the devil?" And he'll reply with like a gif. That says like I don't care, like and it's just like, why are you replying then? Exactly. Like why are you here? <laughs> or um, he'll post someone's like uh, this. Actually, a bunch of people did this, but um, JD McDonough, some uh, a reporter tweeted out JD McDonough's selling is so good, and he came back on and was like. Actually, this is bumping, not selling, but still very good. It's just like, it's like why? Why? Like, what? Like, do you think really think like they need you to defend it? And like, <laughs> it's such a superiority complex to correct somebody. Like, actually, it's it's such a joke. Like, and it's so like to to 
to see a tweet and to actually think of that correction of being, and then to feel that everybody needs to hear your correction. Right. Is so egotistical. Like I, I used to tweet a lot. Um, and then one day I was about to sign a tweet and I had the thought, who really cares? Um, and I was, 18. <laughs> <laughs> I was 18 years old. So as a grown ass <laughs> man to not have that like barrier. Right. Of like, all right, who like really cares here? Who needs to hear this? Yeah. Understood. I think it, it just it's a, it turns into such a vortex and brings you know, the enjoyment of a really beautiful, fun product. I will tell you this, and I've Brain. thought about this. I think, and again, I don't want nobody to feel that way when I say this. It's just my own personal thought. I think in general in life, right, most human beings are lonely, especially after the pandemic time. Because you're separated from so many people, you don't get to be around so many yeah. people. You've kind of gotten stuck into the habit of kind of maybe isolation. And I think some of these people who send out a lot of these hate tweets or whatever, they're so sad and lonely. They just want some type of funk, fucking attention or like yeah. any type of interaction because this is the only way they can get it. And it just sucks because why do you need to get it? In a negative context. Why does it have to be something... They'll take it any way they can. Yeah, and it's just sad. Because I'm just like, it shouldn't be this way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, I, there I think are that. good things from the internet. Um, mm. Like, without the internet, we would have never gotten the news about NWA blowing... Figure <laughs> deal over a cocaine spot. I want you to take on this before I say anything. I am very interested. Uh, I mean, there's really only one like objective opinion. If we're gonna keep like going, to <laughs> is that wasn't worth it. <laughs> like it wasn't really off uh, of like wanting to be edgy or like. Cocaine is cool, or um, it's so weird. It's like <laughs> it's like you. I can't believe. Like, here's my thing. You knew you had the CW deal on the table before you okayed the spot. Why would you think? <laughs> with no pen to paper, no ink dried, that you should still do this. I mean, and it's, it's just. Uh, uh, I mean, the report was is that Billy Corgan thought uh, Billy Corgan, who was the lead singer of the uh, grunge. Band Smashing Pumpkins mm -hmm. and once got cuffed by Kurt Cobain. <laughs> that the uh, the execs at CW weren't watching the pay per views, but to believe that 
you were going to do a cocaine spot in 2023 and it wasn't going to be clipped and put on the internet for everybody yeah. to see that it wasn't going to get back to the executives mm-hmm. uh, is, is so ridiculous. It's so dumb. It's just dumb. The funniest thing to me is, so I seen the clip, right? I seen the clip way before. I seen the clip a little bit before the whole CW thing popped up. And I was like, what's the point of this? Like, what was the point of even doing this? Like, this just seems just shock awesome. culture for sh- Yeah, it just seems shock culture for shock culture. You know what I mean? It was just like, oh, this is just shock worthy. I'm like, this don't even make no fucking sense. Then to find out, you just thought, oh, these people, these higher ups are just never going to see this. Are you fucking dumb? Do you know how you like? Oh, dumb. And I'm like, all right. I know we talk about some promoters or some wrestling owners being dumb. Billy Corrigan, you, 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 hitting up there, buddy. Well, there's it's like not- dumb. There, there's like making bad decisions, and then there's dumb or yeah. bad booking or shitty creative, and then there's he dumb. had Tyrus as the champion. Yeah, that's that's shitty booking. Uh, he had Tyrus dumb. as a champion, and just blew a CW deal. That is that is dumb, the dumb, same dumb, year. dumb, 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 dumb. Is Billy Corgan believing that them doing cocaine on his pay per view <laughs> wouldn't be seen by the executives who were about to dedicate in like? hours of programming on their television show and and a lot of money to this television program that they weren't going to do their due diligence and see this. So he must have either there's that option which is dumb or he believed right. it wouldn't bother them for whatever reason. Um, that I think is kind of a different story is like he thought it wouldn't bother them all right uh bold <laughs> super ballsy ballsy, ballsy as fuck. like fuck. sure put them in a wheelbarrow and <laughs> really saunter around with them out um and billy corrigan <laughs> lead singer of the smashing pumpkins and once got cucked by kurt cobain <laughs> really needed this manly win and you know what the issue I have for it is like I can't like all right like I never watch NWA Power I never really got into NWA like I've always seen clips of it it was interesting and then when I look at their original roster I'm like I don't know how y'all didn't really get this where it should have been because you had like Nick Aldis you had Eddie Kingston Ricky Starks you had Thunder Rose in your woman division you had a lot of shit going you had a lot of pieces there. But now when I see decisions like this, I'm like, oh, I see it. I'm like, I'm like, like the, the pandemic really fucked them. Yeah, because you're going to have a live crowd in that kind of recorded studio that they had. Yeah. Um, but also, it's just like the fact of like, this makes me look at your decision making. Like, because there's no way. And mind you, for NWA to get that deal is big. Because I don't think a lot of people outside, like, I don't, I think, like, there's a decent amount of people in the wrestling bubble that pays attention to NWA. Very decent. 
Okay. Nobody, That's nobody being outside too kind. Of, no, I mean like nobody outside the bubble bubble gives a about NWA. No, no, but I mean like in even in the bubble, it's very decent. Like I think more people care about impact than they do NWA. Like I think that's very fair to say. Okay. Yeah. So so for you to get a CW deal on the table and you blow it <laughs> and you blow it, it's just like what the fuck are you doing? And not only did you blow it, it instantly went to WWE. Like, they was like, fuck that. Hey, would you want this deal? <laughs> right WWE here. Was just, and WWE was like, thank you kindly. Thank We're you kindly. Not okay spot. <laughs> We're uh, all about development. <laughs> but if I am Billy Corgan, um, mm-hmm. I am a Billy Corgan player, And I'm having all... Of my thoughts that I am the lead singer of a rock band and was once cucked by Kurt Cobain. If you get anything out of this podcast, it's to remember Billy Corgan was cucked by Kurt Cobain. Okay? Mm-hmm. That out. Um, and I'm carrying around that deep, dark thought. Perhaps <laughs> I think you carried it on to him. Perhaps he carried uh, it on longer than him. Perhaps some insecurity and whatever happened afterwards. If I'm Billy Corgan, it was worth it. Worth it. It was, was it? worth having James Mitchell snort lines of cocaine live on pay per view and having the commentator go, Ooh, wow, looks like they're having a good time. It was worth it. It was worth it for it was worth that 10 million for that 90 seconds of awkward, stunted, aggressively contrived, edgy, fake TV. It was all worth it. I'll take your word for it, Jack, because it ain't worth it to me. <laughs> I'll take your word it for it because it ain't I, worth it for me. Take, no, 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 this is not Jack. This is Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you right now, as somebody who likes wrestling, I don't see how this benefits your company at all. Jack doesn't think it's worth it. Jack, as Billy Corgan, is chanting in his head, Billy, Billy, Billy. Nice job, Billy. You done did it again. You got him. You know what's funny? When you think about it, him being a... I don't even know how old Billy Corgan is. But him being like, I want to say middle-aged rock star. I think that's fair. He's old enough to get cut by Kurt Cobain. So, older, older, older rock star. To him, this was probably really, like, hardcore. This oh, was, yeah. like, some top-tier shit. And then, I'm like, do you, like, I'm like, who, who, what was that room like when you threw out that idea? Like, what was the, what was the discussion? Like, did no one say, hey... Are we sure about this? The reports are is that everybody said no. And Billy Corgan pushed it through as like lead decision maker and president. Uh, and insisted that the spot go on. Everybody said no. Not even on the basis of like CW. But just of like. I don't think I need to say anything else. I think that said it all right there. I think I think when you're when everybody else says no, you go through and you blow a deal. 
I don't think I need to say shit. I don't think I need to say shit. Yeah, and it's sad because like I really loved the original NWA Power. I was watching that every week up until the pandemic. You um, was telling me that that you was a fan of uh, NWA Power, and I was just yeah. like, I ain't never even watched that it episode. Was, it was good wrestling. It was a different style. It committed to a different style. Like they weren't making any concessions or compromises. Um, Nick Aldis is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think he's a great champion. Um, and I was I was really excited to see where it was going to go. And then the pandemic hit, and then it came back. And I watched the first episode. And I was like, oh, they're just. <laughs> They got lost in the weeds somewhere. And then Trevor Murdoch won the championship. And I was like, I'm never watching this shit again. Like, I don't need to watch Trevor Murdoch as a champion in 2023 or 2021 or whatever. In the, in the Lord of, in the year of our Lord and Savior, you have Trevor Murdoch and Tyrus as your fucking champions on a roster where you had fucking like Nick Aldis. <laughs> you had Darius Lockhart in this fucking roster, and you give me Trevor fucking Murdoch, yeah, and you give. Me... Oh God! All right, this is depressing me. Like the more I think about them, the more it depresses me. And also, the Tyrus thing is like, you know, the argument always is, well, they want the championship to seen on Fox. There's there's a reason why they're doing it. They want the championship to to be seen on television. Um, but it didn't draw in any more viewers. It's like the David Arquette WCW title thing. It's it didn't draw any more viewers, like just because it was seen nationally. You're not gonna get viewers that way. You're gonna get viewers by having a really good product. Like also feel that the way wrestling needs to transcend into the mainstream is by making uh by martyring itself and making a mockery of itself so that people outside of the bubble will look at it is just not sustainable also 50 something year old titus tyrus on fucking fox promoting this thing but then you have a cocaine spot after promoting yourself to a conservative Fucking viewership does not equal. Oh God, the level of stupidity. And it's like, okay, <laughs> let's, say, let's say somebody sees it on Fox and goes, "All right, I'm going to watch this," and then they watch a Tyrus match. That's not going to bring them back. If anything, it's going to push me farther away. Right. Like if by this miracle, this equation that you've worked out, which is like Tyrus as champion plus the championship being seen on TV equals more viewership that viewership is going to dwindle <laughs> because the, it's not entertaining and it's not interesting they're putting on Which? shitty matches Tyrus has Tyrus as champion I watched a couple of his championship matches they are bad they weren't oh, good I didn't need you to tell me that Tyrus <laughs> is bad when he was young like Tyrus is bad when like you don't get better with age in wrestling. You don't get better with age. He was, like, Tyrus is 50. That means when he was, like, actually in WWE, he was 40. Which means he is, he's never been good on TV. 
He's never been good on national television wrestling. <laughs> and you don't get better at wrestling from 40 to 50. That's no, actually... You haven't done it in years. And not to lie, you're a big man. Big men age like avocados in wrestling, okay? Like, they, <laughs> their prime is very short, and then they just die out. Like, it's, it's super quick. So, All right. I mean, that's Maybe. enough of that. Yeah, uh, they depress me, but I want to get in something fun. Yeah, I want to get in something. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll be doing Jack watches WCW for the first time next week, but this yes. week we're going to be booking our Wrestling World Cup. I will let you know in the background. <laughs> oh, well, I will, I will find something to put there. I'll put in some like, but not too much of it. <laughs> Cause you know, um, I actually, I, I put my world cup. So we're going to, we're going to draft this. Um, so I let me just let the people know. Jack has his whole world cup drafted and scaled for this next thing. So we came up with the decision to do a world cup for wrestling. It so happened that AW decided to announce a content. But it just so happened to work. So it's like, you know, time has happened to like, but also, uh, Jack has, he has his people out, he has everything. I am going from the hip. We are, I am on the, this on the fly. We are figuring this out. There's going to be a lot of bumps in minds. Jack's is probably going to move as hell. It's probably going to look pop. Probably gonna look like Vince shiny head. Um, it's just <laughs> I have like I have like a full page of notes that I did separate from our shared notes so that you couldn't copy me. I have like two draft picks for each country. I have backup countries. I have it seated. I have the whole tournament running. I've been sweating over this. Uh, I, I feel like Ralph Wiggum. <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> All right. Um, what are the rules to this World Cup? Um, eight, eight person tournament. Uh, one okay. person for each country. Uh, we're okay. both gonna draft. Uh, we have to say our seed when we draft and what country they're representing. Mm. Um, okay. Single elimination. Eight person single okay. elimination. Okay. Okay. Mm. If if you draft them, that wrestler is no longer available, but that country still is. Okay. Cool. Okay. I got some. You are less prepared. I'll let you have first pick. Oh, Brian Danielson. That's my first pick. Okay, Brian Danielson off the board. Yeah, Brian Danielson's off the board. So I I draft. I'm drafting my wrestlers not just based on their ability mm-hmm. uh, wait what seed are you putting USA then uh first seed okay mm-hmm. uh, I'm writing it down too like I'm writing down my thing so I can look at it so wait are we doing like one versus eight two versus like seven like how they do in the NBA yeah exactly okay. cool 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 um, and I have not just like the be- I, I have it not just the best wrestler from each country, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I also have it as who represents that country style of wrestling the best. Ooh, okay. Uh, okay. As well, my seeds, I have not just like who I think is the best wrestler, uh, their countries, like uh, the wrestlers they've produced and their tradition in professional wrestling, their promotions, their shows, uh, how strong they are. Uh, okay. My first pick is actually, it's a linchpin in my tournament. It's not my, it's going to be my third seed, but it's crucial to my tournament as a whole. I'm going with Gunther from Austria uh, in, in the third seed. Okay. Okay. That's a good pick. Ooh, Gunther's a good pick. Mm. This would be my fourth. This would be my fourth seed. Okay. All right, this one, hold on. Because Gunther, Gunther's Austria? Yeah, Gunther's Austria, who, like, willed Austria into the third seed on some, like, Ronaldo in Portugal shit. Okay. Like, don't worry, I got I'm throwing the team on my back. For my fourth seed, Ilya Dragunov. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. And that's Russia for my first seed. We really could have gone 16, but that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. That's that's listen. If you want us to do 16, if you read this, you see us on YouTube, you comment also to let everybody know by the time this goes up, our social medias will be up. So oh, if you want to see so YouTube's that being on the Instagram and Twitter is gonna be everything wrestling with romance. If you wanna see a 16, tell us. We'll do a whole episode. Dedicated to sixteen, but well, we can do that. that this time I'll actually drive. Ooh, that one's gonna be a bitch. That one's gonna be a. Bitch. Uh, but Ilya, yeah, Ilya's gonna be my fourth seed. Um, I'm gonna go next with my uh, second seed pick. Mm-hmm. We're going USA. And okay. this is really where my like style of wrestling is heavily factored here. Uh, okay. USA, I'm going Cody Rhodes. Ooh, okay. Cody Rhodes. So we got Cody Rhodes. That's your first seed? That's my second seed. Second seed. Okay. All right. My fourth. Okay. Mm. Oh, this one's tough for me because I, it's two. It's two for me. I, I, I'm going to put this as my fifth seed. Okay, for my fifth seed, Mexico. Andrade. Okay, good pick. That also means my four or five seed is Andrade versus Ilya. That's gonna be such a good match. <laughs> the match is gonna be sick. Like uh, when we break down to the bracket. Cause I just thought about the chops and the hits, and I was just thinking about the the lucha and the tent. Ha! I was just like, give it to me, <laughs> give it to me. I'm gonna go with my number one seed now. Okay. Going with Japan. Oh shit! You bastard! I can already feel me being. I pick. I don't think he saw this one coming. Uh, Maiko Satomura. Gonna be my representing Japan in the number one seed. To me, 
the greatest wrestler I've ever watched. She is, I've never seen anything but a great match from her. Um, mm. Her battles uh, with uh, Aja Kong is one of my favorite matches ever. Okay. I think she can do greatness with anybody. And I think she represents Japan perfectly. All right. I like that. And that was your what seed? Your first seed? That was my first seed. First seed, Japan is okay. my number one seed. Okay. Um, then my second seed, representing England, UK, Zack Sabre Jr. Fuck. Oh, that was going to be my pick. <laughs> you shouldn't let me get to it first. That fucks up my whole target. Because <laughs> he was going to win it. So you didn't win my whole tournament. Oh fuck! I have to scrap. <laughs> yeah, we in the same boat now, baby. We in the same. Oh. <laughs> I should have drafted him earlier. I should have drafted. That should have been my next pick. <laughs> I, thought, I thought for sure you would draft Osprey, who will be my pick now. Let me just go ahead and draft him. You know Osprey. what you said that 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 changed that when you said represents. Their country style, yeah, of what, and I was just like, I don't think anybody represents that like real technical mastery of like work the way Zack Sabre Jr. does. Yeah, he is perfect for it. Um, like, and and, and traditionally too, like that world of sport, catch, catch can style. Also, I've misspoke. The United Kingdom he represents. I said England. I said England. <laughs> Mom, I'm just know, ignorant. Tomato. I'm an ignorant American. <laughs> so I got okay. Osprey. Osprey for the United Kingdom, representing now. All right. Um, they're my fourth seed. Coming in. Mm, where should I put this person? Actually, because I want this match so bad right now. And I want it. At my eighth seed. Shibata. I'm going to have Shibata at my 8th seed. Japan is your 8th seed? Give me a... Listen. Shibata Danielson as my first match is a match I don't give a fuck what happens after. I don't give a fuck what happens So you're... You're... uh, You're putting your finger on the scales to make your matches happen, which is fair. Hey. Listen, it's a carny business out there. Hey, listen. My first matchups are Ilya versus Andrade and Danielson versus Shibata. <laughs> I don't matter shit. where we go from there. I don't care. I'll go now with my fifth seed. I'm finally going in Mexico. I'm going Vikingo. Ooh. Yeah, a little injection. We have a lot of guys in their prime. Uh, I mm. want the, the next up. Okay. Um, For my sixth seed, Malachi Black. Fuck. Oh, that was my eighth seed. <laughs> and, that, and that eliminates all of the Netherlands. So that's really a, that's a big brain pick. pick. When we was, I was at the gym earlier, right? And I was like, all right, who am I grabbing? I'm definitely grabbing Malachi. I'm definitely grabbing Andrade. I'm grabbing these people. To be honest, I was. It was between. 
it was between Osprey and Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, when I mean, you said that part. And then once you said that part, I was like, nah, I'm going with Zack Sabre Jr. All right. Now I have to go into my backup countries. Um, but we'll get there in the meantime because I really can't lose him. Uh, I'm going to draft my sixth seed, mm-hmm. uh, Jay White from New Zealand. That's a good one. That's a good one. I still got a third and a seventh. Okay. Oh, this one's tough because it's between two. Okay. I'm going to just go for it. Fuck it. From a third seed. Huh? Kenny Omega. Thir- Kenny Omega from a third seed. You're going Canada. Yeah. No. <laughs> Fuck. And I left Canada out of my country, and I don't know why. Um, I'm not going to tell you who my other person was. To, you know, you got to figure out that yeah. thing for yourself. Oh, fuck. Why did I skip over Canada? That's that's amateur hour out here. Kenny Omega with the last two picks in the draft. Damn. Can't believe we passed that shit over. All right, all right, all right. Uh, for my seventh... Actually, I'm going to draft my eighth seed now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going Drew McIntyre from Scotland. Ooh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I had to... That's why I went early. I had to block. Mm. I had a feeling he was in your mind somewhere. And it fucked up the was. country of Scotland. Oh, that throws me off so much, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Uh, shit. Fuck, 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 Okay. Give me a second. I'm looking this one up. I need to find somebody. I need to find somebody from a place we have not said yet. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Hmm. Hmm. I got Mexico off the board. USA is off the board for me. Yeah. Mexico's off the board. This is interesting now because like you get into the like the smaller countries with less of a, a tradition. Yeah. It's like one, two, maybe three wrestlers from these countries. Mm, yeah. And it's hard. It's hard. Once you hit this level, it's like, oof, all right. Where are we really going? I refuse to take you, sir. You can go fuck yourself. Um <laughs> I'll tell you in a second after okay. we get through this. Uh, we'll share afterwards. Yeah, because I like I'm typing in countries right now. <laughs> That's like, great. Like there's some like although they're only represented by a couple, there are greats from the smaller countries. Oh wait, I'm bugging. Buddy Matthews, thank you. Buddy Matthews with my uh, what pick is that? Buddy Matthews with my seventh pick. My seventh pick. That's seventh? That's my that's my seventh seed. Seventh seed. That's seventh my seed. last oh, pick. I, yeah. Right, Buddy Matthews. In an eighth seed. Um so I'm gonna complete the union and mm-hmm. for my seventh seed and my eighth pick, finishing mm-hmm. up the tournament, I'm going Rhea Ripley, Australia. Nice. Mm-hmm. So run down your seeds for me. All right, give me one second. I'm gonna give it to you right now. I'm just make sure I have it in my uh phone right here so my yeah all right so first seed is brian danielson okay second seed is zach saber jr 
Third seed is Kenny Omega. Fourth seed is Ilya Dragunov. Fifth seed is Andrade. My sixth seed is Malachi Black. Seventh seed is Buddy Matthews. Eighth seed is Shibata. Okay. And so we got um, Danielson versus Shibata. Oh! Um, we have Saber versus Buddy Matthews. I love that. <laughs> that is that is a really good matchup. Oh, the third seed, Kenny Omega versus Malachi Black, which is one of those in AEW that we never got that we were like begging for. Do you remember when they got into the ring together for that uh, during that trios match and the crowd popped just at that matchup, Listen. like just at the idea of them facing each other? If there's one thing that needs to come from this continental thing, I don't give a I don't care what I gotta sell. I don't care on my body to get this match. You give it to me. God damn it, you give it to give me. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. Uh and then we got yeah. Dragon Off Alitalo. Four versus five Russia, Mexico, which is yeah, another absolute you have a guy who thinks like pro wrestling is real and a guy who hasn't tried in pro wrestling in like 15 years and is still like one of the best in the world just a fascinating dichotomy so i typed in german wrestlers and one of the names was david finley and i said fuck that's when i said fuck out of here i'm not picking you sir you oh that was it <laughs> yeah that was david finley my backup um, countries were uh I had Ireland, which was either going to be Finn Balor or Becky Lynch. Um, <sighs> Finn was there. I'm a Finn. I've always been a Finn fan, but I'm not going to lie here. I got nothing but heat on this side. Like we, this is some pure fire. Right. Like, there's no matchup where I could slot in Finn Balor and like get excited about. No. Um, and and you'll see why because like that would have been my eight seed and you're gonna see realize what my one verse eight is in a minute and like okay. it just wouldn't have been the same with Finn Balor uh, and then my other backup country was Bulgaria and Nero which yeah again uh, I didn't uh, I was also thinking China and Chima uh, but Bulgaria and Nero lost out because just because tradition of like that country's tradition pro wrestling is so low like yep. scotland has a few pro wrestlers who have like there was a minute where like every champion fucking wwe was yeah Scott. yeah that's true funny so enough bring it out i was surprised so you didn't pick like mike bailey i was like mike bailey from canada is like i, right I have he was definitely on my mind i thought about him mm -hmm. for a while i haven't watched enough mike bailey matches to make that happen. Uh, That's why I bowed out. But got you, got you. Stands, we have one verse eight, uh, Japan versus Scotland, Michael Satomura versus Drew McIntyre. Not gonna lie, that actually sounds pretty dope. Not gonna <laughs> lie. It sounds yeah. absolutely fucking incredible. Like everybody that would sign up to watch that match. Yeah. Uh, two versus seven. We have USA versus Australia. We have Cody Rhodes versus Rhea Ripley. Uh, I would say I mean, we can, we can see that any <laughs> any day WWE feels like. 
<laughs> Anytime they want to pull that trigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, three versus six, we have Gunther versus uh, from Australia versus Jay White from New Zealand. Styles make fights. Styles That's a make match. fights. They, they perfectly complement each other. Bruiser versus like heel technician. Also, you know what I love about Gunther? Gunther for a big man is an incredible seller. Like people don't yeah. pay attention to the fact of for a big man, he actually sells not that like he's in danger, but that he can deal with pain and he gives the people, he gives his opponent just enough for the fans to buy it. And he sells exactly the way a monster should. Exactly. He doesn't do the WWE monster. And waits. And then Mm -hmm. finally, and it's something like Brock Lesnar does really well too. He waits and waits and waits. And then when finally he's willing to give it, he gives all of it into a bump or into the impact or whatever. And then he carries that throughout the rest of the match. Not going to lie to you. If you had let me draft Gunther, I would have drafted fucking Brock Lesnar. (laughs) <laughs> if you had let me, if you had let me draft Gunther, like you said, Gunther early, I, I was gonna draft Brock. So your draft like, is more based upon like who are they gonna fight in, which is a perfectly yeah. you know smart way to do it. You know, um, but also it's I like was kind of drafting rounds. like best wrestler, best country, best representation of style, and letting the chips fall where they may. And in yeah. this one. In my four verse five, it was the ma- my opening matchup I'm most excited for, and chips fell exactly where they should. We're getting Osprey versus Vikingo. Ooh, spot yeah, ooh, like a motherfucker. Ooh, flippy shit and flippy shit on mm-hmm. another level. Mm, that is. Right. I'll ooh. run down my results. How okay, I'm this. gonna have to go through mine, but. Go ahead. Uh, one, one verse eight. Uh, Michael versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, mm-hmm. The the one seed is going to take it. Michael advances to the next round. She's, okay. she's favorite for a reason. Can't keep up. Uh, next we have gotcha. seven. We got Cody Rhodes versus Rhea Ripley. Uh, Cody Rhodes is going away with that one. The American Nightmare. It says it right there in his name. He's going to bring the USA into our into the second round, into okay. the semis. Okay. Three versus five. We've got Gunther versus Jay White, or three versus six, excuse me. Okay. We're going to see our first upset of the tournament. Jay Ooh. White, our underdog, is going over the top-seeded Gunther in, Austri- in Austria. Ooh. Okay. Uh, four versus five, Osprey versus Vikingo. Um, personally, I would like to see Vikingo like uh, continue into the tournament, but I think what makes most sense, both for business and in kayfabe, Osprey has to win. He wins in the fashion of I can do this flippy shit but i can also wrestle any type of style and be the best at that and you just haven't learned yeah. that yet, yet and pulls it out yeah. again with a couple power moves that vikingo just can't do at this point yep okay so now we go into uh japan versus new england we have Maiko versus mm-hmm. satamora i mean uh we have michael satamora versus jay white which is that's a really fun one 
That's a good that's one. That's a really that's fun a good one. one. Where the chips fall. Mm -hmm. That's just luck of the wrestling gods there. Yeah. Michael's going over and advancing into the finals. Mm -hmm. Now we have US versus UK. Okay. In my original booking, where I had Zack Sabre Jr. in my hands, right. Zack Sabre Jr. wins this and goes on to win the entire tournament. Because I think he... <laughs> I took that away from you. <laughs> took that away from you. Threw my whole fucking tournament into disarray. And I think he would be a really great representation of professional wrestling for the country. Right. I think style can take down anybody. And I think he, you know, he's just so able to break it down. And also Zack Sabre Jr. Like trumpeting himself as like a World Cup winner would be so fucking funny. He would be so good in that role. Right. But as it is, we have Cody Rhodes versus Will Ospreay. Mm -hmm. Cody Rhodes going over. And we okay. end up with two verse one, the juggernauts, Japan versus the US. We have Maiko Satamora versus Cody Rhodes for the World Cup. Mm -hmm. Maiko goes over and right. is our World Cup champion. Maiko Satamora comes mm -hmm. in at the number one seat, dominates, ends it exactly as it as it should, as predicted. Maiko Satamora is our World Cup winner. Gotcha. All right. All right. I'm, I just finished, came up with mine. So here's my booking. All right. So in my one versus eight match, we have a dream match. A dream masochist match. <laughs> just abuse of Shibata versus Danielson. You're getting a lot of hard strikes and a lot of technical wrestling. A great match. In, a beautiful mix. A match I think we've all wanted to see with all their health issues and everything. I think it's just a beautiful thing. Um, yeah, that's a really good nice story as well. Exactly. I have Danielson beating Shibata. Um, I love Shibata. Shibata's like one of the first, one of the few people that are just like, I just, like he made me feel like, damn, if I did wrestling, I want to be a striker. Yeah. Um, but I feel like in this case, I just see Danielson right now. Like, when Danielson's in the ring, there's very few people better. Agreed. Maybe nobody better. There him. might not be anybody better. So, right now, I have Danielson beating him. I have Zack Sabre Jr. versus Buddy, which I think is a very interesting contrast to styles. The technical style. Buddy, Buddy's style is very interesting to me when he does singles matches. I like his singles matches. It's mainly, I love that Darby match. But, uh, like, so I but I still have Zack Sabre Jr. going over Buddy Matthews. I would be mad as shit if Buddy Matthews won that match. <laughs> uh, then we have Kenny versus Malachi. Great. Oh, just the thought of it makes my eyes water up. But I have, <laughs> I do have Kenny going over Malachi. Yeah. No upsets. And then, no upsets. We ain't got no upsets. Right now. Uh, then we have Ilya versus Andrade. You can't be the man who thinks this shit is real. <laughs> and the passion pulls out of him like he is just like in the middle of everything. Like that's a, that's impossible to beat. In the eighth minute of this match, Andrade is just going, no mas. No mas. <laughs> oh, I'm the telling fuck you. Out of there. 
when they do the chop exchange, it's going to sound like gunshots is just going off in the arena. It's going to sound magical. But I do have Elia beating Andrade. Yeah. So then that sets me up for Danielson versus Elia and Kenny versus Zack Sabre Jr. And my God, is that just, I'll be honest with you, I haven't even, I haven't even booked past that because just the thought of it is so <laughs> scintillating. It gives me goosebumps. It like gives me goosebumps. Like, I'm just like, ooh. <laughs> just like, but enough um, to bring you pause. I do have Danielson beating Ilya. While, while Ilya is abusive in a way on ways that's just borderline sadistic, Danielson's the type of person that would almost look at Ilya and be like harder, harder. <laughs> and then Ilya's I mean, just not gonna know what to do. And Ilya's just gonna be like, "Well, this man is sicker than me. This man is much more." And I feel like that, that's just a brutality match. Like, I feel like... You ever seen Gunther Ilya in the um, empty arena? Of course. I feel like it's that on the speed. Like, because it's just faster. It's just, it's just, I'm picturing it's just, Ilya going for that, like, corkscrew headbutt and Danielson and, just kicking him. Like, kicking him yes. right in the head like as he dives into him. I almost had that into the psycho knee, like the running knee. So like as he's yeah. leaning in, Danielson just ha, and I'm just it's something ah. evil, evil, and I love it. I, I got Danielson beating Ilya. Okay. I would so I don't even know if they've ever had a match. I've never seen a Kenny versus Zack Sabre Junior match. I don't even know if that's happened. I'm sure it's happened. It had to, but it many times. But I. Zack Sabre Jr. in particular was a different wrestler. Then. Exactly. So, I'm talking like right now, it's going to be an incredible match. But I do have Kenny winning. Yeah, and I, I have that. and I have Kenny winning because then I win because I get the match. I have been waiting two years to get a proper resolution for after seeing it live. I get Danielson versus Kenny. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> has to win here. Someone can't has have to a draw win. in the World Cup final. Has to win. And I think I'm giving it to Danielson. I would give it to Danielson. Yeah. Right now, Danielson and Kenny in a ring together. Danielson would win. And that would be my World Cup winner. I don't think anybody's going to be upset with that. No. I'm not going to lie, though. Yeah. I did think about putting Andrade over Ilya. You can't. Like, Andrade isn't going to... He's he's not showing up to the second round. He's he's busy. He's... <laughs> I think he's... Andrade... I think well, I also didn't want to do not it work because... For me. I didn't want to do it because, like, don't get me wrong, I really did like Andrade Danielson. I love that match. I was like, see Andrade Danielson again. I'm leaving it up to Saxon Junior versus Andrade versus possibly Kenny. I'm like, uh, I don't know how I feel about these possibilities. <laughs> I think having Kenny and Danielson in the World Cup final is so perfect because, it, one, it's the best matchup you could possibly make. Absolutely. Uh, two, it has storytelling 
capabilities of they had that one match without a time that wasn't for a title ended in a draw and now you have a match that still isn't for a title so you can still do that down the line um but somebody has to win here like there needs to be a winner there's no draws there's no sharing of cups there's no co-winners there needs to be a motherfucking pinfall that's such good shit and the fact, I, I kid you not, like I, even with the, the, the tournament they have announced, I, I got, I'm probably getting my ticket for a world end next week. I'm like, listen, humor me, actually give me Kenny and Danielson. Give well, me. That's what everybody's predicting is going to happen. Is I, I say why not? And Kenny, which great. Like there's no complaints for that shit. I mean, honestly, once they announced it and then they showed how the match is breaking up, I was like, oh, so every show has a tournament match up until <laughs> until World's End. And I was just I'm like, that's how you keep, that's how you make me feel good, baby. That's how you keep me here. That's how you that's that's, let it go. Interested in. That's something Absolutely. every AEW day one person is interested in. And frankly, every wrestling fan like should be. If you really love professional wrestling, that's both in our incredibly booked World Cups and the Continental Classic, are things that you should go out of your way to watch. Um, and I'm saying that now because AEW, even through its all its trials and tribulations, always puts on very good matches when they put all the bullshit to the side. Top tier. And the funniest thing was, I seen somebody said, but what is this for? And I said, who gives a fuck? Right. <laughs> I just want to see top tier wrestling if you're telling me i'm getting top tier wrestling from here until the end of the year i'm fed i'm good that means we getting top tier with consequential like actual results that matter matches from thanksgiving till new year's eve beautiful i'm 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 so full i'm so happy All right, let us know who did the World Cup better. Yes. Yes, on our social medias and our and on the YouTubes and the Spotify's and all that. Leave comments. Let us know mm-hmm. what tournament you would rather see. Let us know how you would book your tournament. Yes. Um, and if you have, I mean, now we can do a Danielson versus a Maiko because we had different finals. You know what? On top of that, if you want us to book. Like I do, like if you want us to book a sixteen-person one, let us know. And what we can do is, I do A block, Jack could do B block, and then from there, the winners of each will face off, and then we'll really go. And what we'll do is two people per country. So it's like two from U.S., two from U.K., two from because that's the only way. Because listen, there ain't enough wrestlers from all over the world for us to just pick one of each country. Countries. Shit, you better than me. <laughs> you better than me. I'm like, it's. I mean, it gets tough because, like, you know, certain countries like Spain, like, you only have a kid. But also, once you cut out UK, boy, it gets a little. It gets a little funny. Once you cut out the United Kingdom, it gets a little fuzzy. When you cut out Mexico and you cut out the United Kingdom with one pick, it gets well, we a little wait fuzzy. It. We could wait it where it's like a country is like United States, United Kingdom, Japan. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. get you get two wrestlers. Yeah, I can see. Okay, and then yeah. fill it out that way. And then, as you said, Netherlands, you only got one, so that one is off the board. So you know, 
Right. Okay. And then you could, yeah, then, then it's less stress. Mm. Uh, and it's a better tournament, okay. frankly. Uh, so if you want a 16, let us know. Um, but yeah, follow us on Instagram, Wrestling with Romance, Twitter, Wrestling with Romance. You can check out the YouTube for the live version of this at Wrestling with Romance, put in episode four. And we will see you guys next week where Jack's going to also, I got like two matches for you that I think you're going to love. Because you, I got some sting matches. I got one or two sting matches. Oh, that's going to be great. It's and it's great because I've watched pro wrestling from all over. Um, mm-hmm. and then I, but I just haven't watched WCW at all. I went. I went looking. I went. <laughs> I, I got some. I got some Rey Mysterio with no mask matches here. Uh, yeah, you know. Vanels in the archives. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Some of the nitros I used to watch. I was just like, ooh, these got some classics on. <laughs> so, you know, you Jack will be giving his review of that next week. But beyond that, we are out of here. Out of three thousand. See you guys later.